Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy Chuck and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. Richard, got the announcement yesterday. Wednesday, March the 1st, will be walk-on tryouts. What's the importance of walk-ons still today? Well, I mean, uh, you know, it helps with the numbers. I mean, you you like to have over 100 guys, so uh, you get uh, enough scout guys to, uh, you know, to be able to uh, help you with – you know, practice and and also, uh, hey, you, you may just find a diamond in the rough and that you don't know about, and uh, uh, they'll do forties, they'll do uh, you know verticals, they'll do uh, pro agility shuttle and, and broad jump and uh, some other drills, and uh, you know, it, it, uh, who knows? I mean, it, it, the odds are that. Uh, you know, you just get guys that uh, can kind of help you with the scout teams, but uh, there's always a possibility of maybe somebody being able to help you down the road. Brandon Burlesworth is the most notable walk-on to walk through Razorback Stadium. You've had Kevin Richardson, Hudson Clark, Grant Morgan, some of the more notable names the last decade or so. Richard, who are some of the walk-ons that you remember that made their way onto the field in Arkansas that had an impact? Wow, man. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm 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 always good with these questions because uh, uh, <laughs> when I'm put on the spot, I, I, I it's hard for me to remember. But uh, I mean, obviously there there's been some good ones, and uh, yeah, I, man, I'm I'm drawing a total blank. I'm not gonna lie to you, uh, but uh, you know, just the just the most recent ones, Aiden Henry was one, even though he's he was more like a, a blue one. shirt type. Uh, but uh, I mean, you 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 got uh, so many guys, especially Arkansans, that uh, have walked on and stuck it out, and uh, you know contributed to the program. But uh, I mean, obviously, Burlesworth is uh, is the cream of the crop. As far as you know, how you you, you look at uh, walk-ons and you know say say you know this is the this this is the type of guy that uh, you're looking for, but uh, you know, I, man, I, I'm drawing a blank. I'm sorry. Well, um, hopefully they'll find a diamond in the rough uh, through that process today. Hey, let's talk about what everyone else talked about this morning. That's this basketball team who uh, goes down to Texas A&M, has a double digit lead, ends up surrendering that, losing last night. What what was your thoughts watching that last night? I'm sure you were frustrated like the rest of us. Yeah, they flipped the script. Uh, script uh, in the second half i mean uh you know a&m came out and uh the defensive intensity was uh, a little higher and, and that obviously showed uh, with with arkansas's uh offensive uh you know uh, i guess you know, struggles 
and uh, also Arkansas, you know, kind of made it hard on, on themselves with some of the decision making that they they had uh, for a shot selection and also uh, maybe a few turnovers. But A and M, and you knew they were going to be very very tough. I mean, they're, they're a very physical uh, team who uh, just blue collar type, kind of like Arkansas. But uh, uh, you know, being being uh, being at home, and uh, I guess that was the largest. Uh, Crowd of the season or something like that for for, for the Aggies, so they they were hyped for that game. But uh, Arkansas had their opportunities, and just uh, couldn't uh, just couldn't uh, you know convert on uh, some key uh, possessions, and obviously yeah. missed some free throws down the yeah. down the line. You know, we were talking about it yesterday morning. How many how many minutes Nick Smith going to play tonight? We we kind of all agreed it'd be in the twenties, maybe twenty four, twenty five minutes. He gets less than four last night. I mean, uh, we lost that bet. Well, we we took the over, and it was way under last night. What well, what do you think's going on with Nick Smith? It was it, is it just flow of the game and getting back into it? I mean, he goes from seventeen minutes in his his return to to four last night. What? How do we explain that? Yeah, I I, I just tend to think that the you know it, it's just going to be one of those type deals. I mean. You come in, even if you're Nick Smith and you produce, you're going to play a little longer. And, uh, I, I just, it, it just, it just, with him being out so long and everything and trying to get back into uh, the flow, uh, you know, especially the team concept and, and trying to mesh in with the guys that are, are obviously been playing the most minutes. It's just, it, it's, it's kind of a, it's pretty, Pretty, uh, I don't know. At, at times, it look, looks like it's just, it's just not working. Even though, I mean, obviously, it's just a game two. But I, I, I just tend to think the the next few games, uh, he, he'll get into the flow. He, he, he'll be more comfortable. I mean, it's just hard for him not to be able to practice for for the longest, and then just come in, you know, even with a maybe a week's worth of practice, and try to play at a high level. I don't care who you are, you know, how good. You uh, you know, you, your skill set is, I, I think it's very difficult, especially with an existing team that that has had a rotation that was being very successful and, and you're coming in and, and you're still trying to, you know, smooth the, the edges off or all the rust and everything. And I, I just I just tend to think that there's, you know, he's, he's just got to be able to produce and uh, kind of, I don't know, get into the flow of the game with the, the guys that are currently on the floor. So is there some teeth to that? Because that's what Jay and Cave Springs thinks. That's what Jimmy on YouTube thinks. The fact that Nick's comeback has disrupted this team. Is there any truth to that, Richard? I, you know, I don't know about that. I, it just, I just think that, you know, when, when you're a guy that hasn't, you know, hasn't played competitive basketball for a, for a long time and you haven't been able to practice very long, yeah, you come in, and I, I just think that you're not trying to knock off a lot of the rust, and it, it is, you know, I think if anything, I mean, he can give uh, some of the starters some, uh, you know, some some you know, some uh, time on the bench, get get them a little bit of rust and everything. But at the same time, you know, he, I think he what he had a turnover or two, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, when you come in. Regardless of who you are, you you got to produce, and and I think uh, you know, especially your margin for error on the road is so much less, and I think uh, that's that's what contributed to the four minutes. What about this thought? And it comes from Jimmy. Duke had the number one recruiting class in the country. Arkansas had the number two. 
I think the Razorbacks are 17 and 9 now. Duke is 18 and 8. Both teams are still technically in the NCAA tournament field according to bracketology, but not anywhere people expected to be. Are we going to see a dynamic change by next year of the Blue Bloods just hitting more transfers than they ever have before relative to high school kids? I guess that's always a possibility, but uh, I just tend to think that, you know, there, there's contributing factors to uh, to, to at least – I don't know a lot about Duke. I've, I've watched a, a few few of their games here or there, but not not, not in, in entirety. Uh, but uh, I just know with Ar- with Arkansas, obviously Nick's been out for most of the season, and uh, uh, Brazil's uh, you know obviously been out most of the season. Two two guys, if they had been playing, if they were still on the team, I mean, if they had not missed any action, and they they they'd been playing all year, I think you'd see a totally different team. It's just you you got to, you know. Current guys that are you know contributing the most right now, and then you're trying to throw throw in Nick in there, who's trying to uh, get get uh, in into the flow of the game. And I, I just think right now, it it's you know just kind of it, it just looks a little uncomfortable at times. Hey, let's shift gears, talk a little spring football because it's coming up in a few weeks. Um, you know, obviously about half the coaching staff brand new, uh, completely. Uh, uh, brand new on the defensive side, with the exception of Deke Adams. Well, what are some things that uh, you hear high school coaches talking about? I'm sure several of them will be up to watch some practices. Uh, and what's what's the uh, conversation now that these these coaches have been in state for a few weeks now? Uh, can you say that again? I'm well, sorry. I mean, we, you just had the high school coaching clinic in Hot Springs. A lot of these right. coaches on that's where I was headed. A lot of them getting familiar with the new coaches. What are you hearing from the high school coaches about the new assistants at Arkansas? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, everything that I heard uh, from from high school coaches uh, from the clinic was very positive. Really liked the energy of the the new coaches. Uh, Travis Williams, man, the guy is just nothing but energy. Uh, he, uh, they had a breakout session, and from and from what I could see, and what from what I was hearing from uh, guys that were. You know, uh, you know, hearing him talk and 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 his, hearing his philosophy on uh, you know defense was just very impressed. And and uh, I think with uh, Coach Woodson, he he he's a guy that also brings a lot of energy and a guy that uh, is, is uh, very firm in his beliefs about recruiting to the University of Arkansas. He believes that you can recruit at you know against the, anybody, and you don't you don't take a backseat to to any program. Because you got so many uh, so many things to sell at the University of Arkansas, and then uh, Coach Wilson also is another one that uh, I think that uh, I, I got some uh, positive feedback about, and I got another energy guys. I mean, these guys are just you could tell that they're very happy about being at the University of Arkansas, and you you can't fake that. That's something that it's just it's genuine, and when you sh- when you show that uh, when you're interacting with uh, you know high school coaches. They they can sense that because obviously they, 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 that's their profession. So uh, everything that I heard uh, as far as the, the new coaches is very positive. And I think with uh, Coach Enos, obviously most of the high school coaches are already familiar with him because of his uh, for first time at the University of Arkansas. So uh, you know I, I, I do know that uh, you know that the, they they made quite an impression on on the high school coaches. And I'm sure a number of them, like I was 
mentioned a moment ago, will be up to watch one or more of the spring practices. Generally, that's something that Arkansas has done. I know under Sam Pittman, they've continued to let high school coaches come in and watch the, the spring practices. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And that's something that uh, uh, the coaches uh, stress. Anytime that you want to uh, come to the University of Arkansas for a practice or, or, or uh, you know, take bring your kids uh, to, for a visit, you're more than welcome. They, they understand the importance of in-state uh, relationships with the high school coaches. And that's the one thing that you, you can't – that's another area that you cannot, uh, I guess, uh, you know, be lacking in or it will come back and bite you in the butt recruiting-wise because uh, high school coaches are the backbone of this uh, – of the uh, – of, uh, you know, high school football and obviously the, their relationships with the high school kids are – are key, and when you, uh, you you rub somebody the wrong way, that can kind of kind of kind of hinder you a little bit. Richard, before we let you go, man, talking about high school football and stuff, I wonder as they enter in this next season and they had another strong recruiting class. We're talking about the basketball and the transfer portal. How much of this spring in the portal is gonna maybe? gear fans to predict what they think and, and what the expectations are for next year in this kind of second cycle? Yeah, well, it, obviously it'll be, uh, be interesting who remains on the roster. Uh, obviously the, the, the number of uh, transfers will be dictated by, uh, you know, the, the open spots uh, on the roster. But, uh, hey, every year Co- Coach uh, Coach Muss and the, and the staff do an excellent job as far as the portal. I mean, that's about as good as any any program in the country, and uh, what you know, you you already got uh, two high school kids coming in that are you know uh, uh, highly highly recruited and among the best in the country. A McDonald's All American. Then you throw in uh, your usual uh, two, three, four guys uh, from the portal, and uh, I, I think with Coach Muss, as long as he's here, the expectations are going to be high every season. We'll leave it there, man. Appreciate the time as always, and uh, we will talk next week. All right, guys. We'll see you. All right, Richard Davenport with us here on uh, the Morning Rush. We've had plenty of reaction to the game last night. We'll take some more. Charlie's in Camden. Charlie, good morning. Oh, good morning, guys. How are y'all doing? Good. You sound like you just woke up. I definitely did. I definitely did, but uh, I'm ready to go here. Um, Man. Frustrating last night, guys. I mean, for me as a fan, and I don't usually get like when I'm watching a game. I'm calm. I'm I'm laid back. I'm kind of before the game is when my nerves hit, and I guess after the game, once I whatever happens, um, you know, that's when I kind of you know kind of think to myself, what I, what what did I just see, you know, and um. You know, just a lot of similarities to what's happened all year on the road. It just feels like, other than the Kentucky game, where we just kind of from start to finish, <clears throat> I felt like we just outplayed them the whole game, and there was no ifs, ands, or buts. We were going to win that game, and that was the most impressive win, and I thought that would shift uh, the momentum for this team and the confidence, and it's just right now we're really struggling to close games, man, and we really are outside the Kentucky game. On the road, guys, I'm – Todd, this is what I'm going to say about Nick, man. Bro, like, look, I get he had two turnovers, but is is something wrong with him? Because 
You're right, man. He was playing good defense. Does that? I mean, that's what matters. Best he defense he's I mean, played all year. Not close. Best yeah, defense he's played all year. Not even close. But Tommy and, 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 and even, Go ahead. And even last game, like, he was getting down in a stance and defending his butt off. So, I don't understand, like, you're telling me, okay, we're just trying to win a game. And I love Muss. I'm not trying to follow on him here, okay? I, I don't mean that. But, you know, when we're struggling offensively, that this is a guy that – you know, in my opinion, you got to try to integrate and, and get in there. And I know he had two turnovers, Tommy. I know he did, but he's not the only one last night that was struggling to do certain things. I mean, he only played three minutes. I mean, the guy hadn't yeah. played in two months. And I'm, I'm, I just, I'm not trying to pile on much with this, but you guys get what I'm saying. I mean, when you when you got a guy that's been out, it's going to take some time. And if he's going to defend like that, to me, he deserves a chance. So wow. anyway, I'll, I'll just take up and listen. Thanks, Thanks Charlie. Guys. Can we really say best all year in three minutes and 52 seconds? Yeah, it's best defense he played all year. If you watch, I mean. I just don't think that's enough of a sample size to, to say that. I mean, but that's, you, know, you can have your opinion, I can have mine. But, I mean, when you play less than four minutes in a game, I don't think you can sum it up as best of the season. So, I mean, it's the best defense I've seen him play all year. It's like Charlie said, he was in his stance. He was getting after his guys. I mean, he, here's the deal. That is the first time in four years where I sat back after a game that Eric Musselman got outcoached, second half. Usually, he's the one that kills the other guy in the second half. But you kept doing the same thing. What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and it not Keep working. Threes. They uh, Jalen Graham didn't play much at all in the second half. He didn't get into, what, the 27-second the mark left in the game? Makai and Mikel, I thought Makai had one of his better games finishing. He nearly had a double-double. Mikel needs to learn to have a floater like Jalen does. Jalen does a great job, really gets a charge called on him. Now he does turn the ball over at points, but he'll have that little push shot. Mikel didn't have that. He just barrels in there and then picks up charge calls at the time. And again, he's had great games for them in this stretch too. But again, last night was the first time where offensively, so they ended the first half with what, 36 points? And you end up with 56? Have my math right? Half-time score was 33-24. to 24. Okay, so you scored 23 points in the second half. You can't win a road game like that. You need offense. You didn't have anyone that could shoot. You've got a, a guy on the bench. And again, he didn't have a good first half. And I don't uh, behind the scenes, I don't if, if there was something going on with them, if he injured something, but you got to do something else. One for 10 from three. One from 10 in the second half. It didn't work. Jalen Graham at least can give you a spark of offense. And I know you give up defense. I get that. And I know that's a good offensive rebounding team. But you limited him for the most last night. First time in four years, I sat back after a game and said Eric Musselman got outcoached well, in the second half. Still determine the winner with points. And I, I get the, the emphasis on defense, and I know there's a tradition here with Eddie Sutton and Nolan Richardson, and I, I, I get it with, with defense. And you want to win these games in the 60s. But, you know, you held A&M to 62 points in their building. That's a game you can win. I know. That's a game you should win. You had three second-half offensive rebounds. You had second-chance points in the second half. I'll say for the game, you had five second-chance points. You had four of those five points in the second half. You look at the three-point shooting in the second half, like we've talked about, one of ten. That's essentially eight or nine, at least, depending on those offensive rebounds. Wasted possessions. Dead trips. There's your ball game, Coach. 23 points, second half. You wonder why you didn't? You took eight or nine possessions. Seven, eight, nine possessions, somewhere in that neighborhood. 
And you and you shot threes that didn't go in. And other thing about this, and I, I don't want to just put this on Musk because plenty of it lies at the feet of the players that are on the court last night. I mean, Devontae Davis had one of the worst turnovers I've seen all season long in the final two minutes of that game. He missed three free throws down the stretch. You had guys that consistently can't knock down threes. Guys, it's college basketball. This ain't high school. This ain't junior high. This ain't elementary. You should be able to hit a three if you're a guard. It is embarrassing to see them consistently shoot. Musk is literally Open having to coach... Too. He is literally having to coach with one hand behind his back in this in this era of college basketball. They are open. And you just said it too. They're open looks. Guys are just giving it to they're him. They're not even coming out there other than Devo. Get in the gym. Do something. And that's, again, the stretch that you had, you actually started to knock down some shots. Debo still held it to a certain extent. He goes four for ten. I don't know if you necessarily want him jacking ten threes last night, but he hits four of them. That's 40%. 40% is pretty good from three. Other guys got to make some. I know A.B. hit one, but Ricky, he's got to hit some. I mean, and the other thing is, again, we mentioned this earlier, there has to be some urgency when you go up against a zone defense. You have to get into your action quick. If Musk calls a set, go. Get into it. Don't. I almost said something bad there. You, you can't screw around at the top of the key three or four passes and not do any ball movement. That's just, you said exactly what the defense is doing. There's only so much a head coach can tell his players without wanting to pull his hair out. We know this guy's a good coach. The back-to-back Elite Eights prove it. The success in Nevada proves it. These guys, as true freshmen, as transfers, you have to follow through. You have to close. You can't be like me at a bar on a Saturday night. You have to close. You have to close. God! Oh. Ah! Frustrating, isn't it? Keep going home empty-handed, night after night after night, road trip after road trip. You thought you had a 10-point lead the other night, didn't you? That's the hard part. I mean, you can hear it in Muscle's voice. I know we're going to hear from him. I, you, know, you, you can say out-coached. I'm not going to push back on that, but did they have a bad game plan last night? No. She was flirting with you all night, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you let her slip through her fingers. Yeah. Well, you let you were in else. whole hometown bar, and then what else happened? This yeah. other guy came up and yeah. took her home. But bought, bought drinks with three minutes to go in the game. <laughs> You've been buying her drinks all night long. Hundred bucks down the drain. <laughs> Credit card, Capital One, Wells Fargo. They all hate you now. All right, more of the morning rush. Hour two coming up. Hey, it's Phil Elson. From all these years watching baseball, I've grown accustomed to watching closers in their element. James Teague isn't closing innings anymore, he's closing cases. With almost 30 years in the business, Teague Law Firm is a general practice firm that can help you with most family law issues, divorce, custody, and child support. They can also help with criminal law, both felonies and misdemeanors. Call James and the Teague Law Firm at 479-531-2785, 531-2785, online at teague-law.com. The Teague Law Firm, if they can't help you, they'll talk baseball. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, 
where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. All right, we'll come back to basketball in just a sec. A little frustrated, as you can tell, this morning. It's almost a what's your beef Thursday as Arkansas again falls 62 to 56 last night. Now, I do need to take into calculation that team hasn't lost at home all season to another SEC opponent. And AM's just on fire right now. They got a chance to win the league or have a share of the title. AM at the end of the, or Alabama at the end of the year coming into Reed Arena. Bam goes down to Tennessee last night. Tennessee just shut them down. Brandon Miller and company had nothing going for them last night. Bunch of turnovers in that game. Yep. Arkansas could be the team that puts A&M into a piece of the uh, conference championship. Mm-hmm. Yep. You'll win at Bama and open that door. That I mean, Wouldn't that be something? You give A&M a shot at the title. Yeah. Or a piece Ma- of it. It makes least. me sick this morning. So, David Ortiz, Red Sox legend, is selling his mansion for $12.5 million. This thing's over 10,000 square feet. Got a 16-foot wide shower, home theater, sports memorabilia everywhere, pool, three fire pits, all the jazz, all the everything you want in a big old home. What is something obscure that you want in your house that you can't afford? Something so outrageous, something so out of the norm, something so celebrity-esque that it's almost unattainable. Just for I'll give you mine first, let you ponder on yours. Mine. There's two places I've been to. One's in Nashville, Tennessee. One's in Atlanta, Georgia. I walk in. It's a pizza place. They have this oven that cooks pizzas. I'm not kidding. In one minute. In one minute. And this thing's piping hot and fresh, and it's unbelievable. They throw it in there. It is out. I think it's like 800 degrees or something. It's one of the best pizzas I've ever had. So as a pizza connoisseur that eats it at least three times a week, that would be my outrageous off-the-wall thing I'll never be able to afford, but that I want in my house. I would go probably with a golf simulator. I'd like to set one of those up. Like, I've got an area I, can, I think I could do it. I think the ceiling's high enough you can swing a golf club in there. But I, I've got a, a friend of mine, his brother has a golf simulator with the, the full, like, movie screen deal, and they hit balls into it, and they can play, you know, Pebble Beach or Augusta or whatever mm-hmm. at their house. That would be the the one thing. I mean, I'm thinking, all right, do I want a sauna? That's pretty oh, Do I want a home theater? I got a good TV, golf simulator. Now, how cool would it be to have the boys over? Let's just play around a golf. I mean, not not you know not on the Wii where you're swinging a controller. I mean, we're going to bring our clubs and get after it. Now that that would be the amenity I'd like to have is a golf full setup golf simulator in the house. I think that's a great one. I had you down for your own par three in your backyard. That's what I assumed you'd yeah, say. Yeah, the yard's morning. a little tight for that. Yeah. I, you know, another buddy uh, just put in a putting, one of these fake or synthetic putting greens in his backyard. That'd just lead to more frustration. So, it, And probably the, this golf simulator would as well. Oh, but, absolutely. But it, that would be fun to, to be able to, I mean, who, how many how many people you know got one of those at home? I know the Golf Nuts got one. Yeah, there's I mean, places in yeah. there's apartments in Fayetteville when I lived in college that I we would go to. We'd say, "Hey, you want to go play 18? Sure," and we just go to the golf simulator. Big so, Mike from Walter says bowling alley. I, I'm with you, Big Mike. Like a two lane deal. Was it? Do you ever see? You ever seen Kingpin where they went to the, the guy's man? Ruskin and Zach. That's Woody Harrelson. Yeah, right? they've yeah, talked that's, about that's, that. That's a 25, 30 year old movie. Um, but that'd be cool to have two lanes of bowling in your own house, something like that. Tyler wants an indoor range. I was talking to uh, two business owners here in, in Arkansas, and they've got basements 
in their buildings. One thought about putting a champagne bar bowling alley type of thing. The other was talking about a shooting range. Yeah. And that's at their biz, place of business. I've got a like a, and it's a storage room more than a garage, but it's a, it's a garage, single car garage that we don't use for. It's downstairs. And it's, I think I could turn that into a golf simulator room, but I don't think the ceiling's high enough to swing a club in there. Mm-hmm. That'd be the problem. So. Tell Dylan to kick rocks and the playroom's <laughs> playroom's dead. Hey, I don't son, think that, I don't think that works either. You need, you need a little clearance uh, above you, you know. I will say my father is a great single father and he's a great dual parent or whatever it's called, regular home, whatever. Uh, when we were kids, we lived three houses down from the pool. We had a soccer net. We had a half-court basketball goal, and we mm-hmm. had a zip line in our backyard. You talk about kids' paradise. Yeah. That was it, man. Our uh, our neighbors, and they're moving, but they've got a slack line, zip line type thing. Yeah. So we kids can, and we don't have a basketball goal because our driveway, you've seen, it's on a slope. It, yeah. It's not set up for basketball, so, but uh, they got a pool, so. You think I'd be better? Pool and a pond. Pond that, might be better for them. Yeah. But. Pools, that, that pool being three houses down, you didn't have to water, you didn't have to clean it. You just let your kids walk, and we just had this sidewalk in the back of your house. We'd walk to it. It yeah, was great. Perfect. Good old Hillsboro. JT in Hot Springs wants to know, doesn't Jim Nance have the replica or a replica of the seventh hole at Pebble Beach? Yes, he does, in his own backyard. And where does he live? At Pebble, Pebble Beach. Beach. <laughs> so, yeah. Remember, there was the Peyton Manning, uh, Peyton's Places he did with Tom Brady. And they did it at Jim Nance's That's house. Right. Yeah. And they were bouncing golf balls off his roof onto the green. Yeah, yeah that would be... Uh, how do you top that? A replica of the seventh hole. Hard to beat. Mm, be. All right, that's your morning rush daily question. What would uh, what would you like to have in your home? That What would be the luxury you'd like to have? Red River Dodge in Heber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at redriverdodge.com. All right, we got a couple callers before we get with Tom. Nelson and Harrison, you're up first. Guys, we got to make these pretty quick. Nelson, fire away, man. Hey, guys. I, I just want to say, man, this between football and basketball, this year has to be the most frustrating sports season that we've had. I mean, maybe ever. How many times can you have your team, football or basketball, be in a be in position, be controlling the game, and just come out and flat out just mess the bed? It's like it ain't like you guys don't know what yeah. you're, don't know how to get the lead, don't know how to get. You know, and the advantage because you've led by double digits in at least five games and ended up losing. We've never seen this before as Razorback fans, have we? Oh, I know, but this is truly. uh, But this is what I want to say. I'm with you, Ty. I mean, Mus, I understand he's a a coach that is going to get a lot of praise, but. Come on, dude. If you're going to sit there and you're going to go into a battle and you got a the the top of the notch weapon over there and you're going to go in and fight with a machete, come on. Nelson, we appreciate so, it. Thanks, guys. You got it, man. Appreciate the call this morning. Guys, Sports Radio, here's the deal. It would not be existing if you didn't have opinions. No one thinks that's listening right now thinks Musselman's a bad coach. Tommy and I don't think that. Clay's yeah, doesn't think that. Great coach. Tom doesn't think that. But if they lose, and again, I said this in hour one, it's not all on him. Players got to execute. Same thing with Pippen this past season. Players got to execute. You got to finish. That football team didn't finish where the lick this past year. 
This basketball team hadn't finished with well, the lick this season. You have to execute and finish. And I know injuries have played a part in football and basketball. Already but, in baseball. Yeah, in baseball already. But I, I, I get that. Like I and, I and I know when coaches say, listen, I'm not trying to make an excuse. It's excuse or re- reason argument. I understand that. But, I mean, guys, we got to figure this out. we got five games left. Castleton's not playing on Saturday unless he's going to play with a broken hand. I mean, if you can't beat Florida without their best player at home in Budwater Arena, we got real issues here. We got real issues. All right, let's talk to Woods in Bentonville. Go ahead, Woods. Go ahead, Woods. Hey, guys. I think we need to get Ty Xanax today. Um, Something. That might be the melatonin. wrong one. Melatonin. Little on edge right now. Uh, but, no, what I, I, I was going to say is, where is Ricky Council gone? You know, like, the the scoring production is way down in most of the games since, I don't know, what's it been, like two or three weeks? Um, but, and then my other thing was, is can we give Jordan Walsh a triple double if he gets 10 points, 10 rebounds and five personal fouls, can we make that a triple double? He played well last night, just fouled too much. He did. He did. Apparently can't bring his Jersey to the, uh, to the arena. I didn't know that was the player's yeah, job. I don't, I don't know what I the story was. The stat sheet and fouls for sure. Yeah. He's, he's got to stay on the floor. So, he, it, Woods, we appreciate the call. Sorry, we got to run. He's too valuable to not be on the court at times. We saw his impact on the road. He's had a couple decent road games. He's just got to stay on the floor. Got to stay on the floor. All right, next call. Last call before we get to Tom. Phil's in Benville. Phil, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, real quickly. with the What happened with the news with Chris Beard in Texas and the charges being dropped? What does What is the next move for Texas and Chris Beard? That's a great question. So you saw that yesterday. The mm-hmm. DA dropped the charges for right. Chris Beard. and I don't know that there is a next step. I mean, his contract, if you're charged, you don't have to be convicted. And this is pretty much standard language in a lot of, if you're charged with a felony or a crime of this nature, or you do something to bring, you know, public shame, if you will, and that's not the exact wording in the, in the, in the agreement, to your university, you can be dismissed with cause. Okay. So his dismissal with cause still stands because he was charged with the crime, and you know th- you know this isn't a court of law where you're innocent and proven until proven guilty. But you're the head coach at the University of Texas, or insert any other place. I don't think it'd be much different here. It, you've created a situation by your mere involvement, fair or unfair, and um, you know as we as we said from the get go. There was a good chance it would end up going this direction. This is exactly how it did. The reason the DA dropped the charges is the victim did not want to participate in the prosecution. Um, clearly, they're still together. They're still engaged, whatever the, you know, still still described as the fiancé. So, I mean, this is how a lot of times these situations end up. But as far as Texas and them owing money or somehow he becomes coach again, that's not happening. That, that, that ship has sailed. There's, again, this is something that he was the the charges have been dropped. So I need to be very careful as I walk this tightrope before we get to on. You've seen me angry before plenty of times. I listen. I've thought about punching a dude before, but never in my wildest dreams would I ever hit a fiend. I, I just don't understand that. I, I I've never and maybe it's because I haven't had this wife or this girlfriend that's driven me up to the wall where I want to punch the wall. But I just don't understand. 
And this is a this isn't the only situation I'm talking about. That that just doesn't make any sense to me. And I got other vices. I'm not going to sit here and tell you otherwise. But I've just never understood that ever in any case whatsoever. The even thought process to do that. And I you can be well, angry you're not thinking. That thing when you're when you're angry, you're not thinking. I'll hit a dude like you're reacting. You're not I, thinking. I, just, yeah, I mean, no, no one's thinking that through, or you wouldn't do it. You know, and and. You know, this is the deal. I mean, the, the report, we know him. I don't want to go into all this, but uh, the question was, where does Texas and Chris Beard go? And I think separate ways would be my answer. Does he get a job before I think the year season? Or two. A no, year? No, I think okay. he's another year out. What if Cal's done in Kentucky? They get a big uh, win last night in Starkville. This, this has to rest a while. This okay. has to sit. I, certainly not a job of that magnitude. Mid-major, you know, lower-level place, maybe. But I, I can't see... I can't see a, a blue blood or a, a high power five bringing Chris Beard on for next season. Can't see that. Okay. Let's talk to our friend Tom Murphy of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette and Whole Hog Sports this morning. Tom, it was a great game last night. Back and forth. Thought Arkansas was going to pull it out. They weren't able to. Uh, Wade Taylor was the story. W what did you take away from the second half and Arkansas's ability to put points on the scoreboard? Yeah, good morning, everybody. Uh, yeah, that last stretch um, after the uh, Makai Mitchell free throws with whatever left that gave him a two-point lead, that was not pretty. Um, and as it was unfolding, I wasn't realizing. I knew they were taking threes, but I examined it for a note I wrote, and it was all threes. They went 0 for like 5 or 6 during that long stretch when A&M was able to build the lead with a 10-0 run until the Anthony Black play inside with 12 seconds left. So um, they've just uh, – and they had a couple of turnovers. And I, I just think maybe, uh, again, um, uh, minutes, maybe guys are getting tired. And, you know, when you look at the way A&M played defense against Arkansas, they started the second half in the zone, and you, you, you can't help but say that helped A&M get out to that really quick start in the second half. And then they kind of went into this sagging matchup thing that basically prevented – guy tried to prevent the guards from driving and getting inside and Arkansas wasn't able to do a lot of their dribble penetration and then you get help defense and then you drop it off to the big guys so they really struggled to get off quality shots and then they just used up so much shot clock really not you know uh making making moves that set up shots just passing around the perimeter and things like that so I think they I think it would help Arkansas to be try to be a little more um, um, intent about setting a shot up earlier in the shot clock because so many times it got under seven and they really didn't have anything going at that point. So it, it's very unfortunate. It, and it's a trend, and you could tell in Eric Musselman's voice last night that he understands it's a trend. The, the Missouri game on the road, they were up 10 with six, seven minutes left. Lost that. They were in the Baylor game right up till the end and had some a second half lead and didn't hold on to that. So I mean I think I think their strength of schedule is still a feather in their cap. But um if if they could close out tight games, think of what their record would be, say if they'd beaten Missouri on the road and won last night. And there's a couple other games in there. Uh but man, they gotta find a way. Tommy, you talk about the urgency they have to have attacking the zone. Who is that on? Is that on the players, or is that on Eric Musselman to get these guys quicker in those sets? Right. Well, we'd have to be inside the huddle to know what their intent is. And, and you know, you're supposed to hit it, hit the gaps in the zone and all, but the way they were sagging, 
they were making the entry passes into the post difficult as well. I, I mean, I, the guards maybe their maybe their minutes are just stacking up, but that play Anthony Black had with twelve seconds that's the kind of play you know dribble inside, force contact, force help defense to come over, and then make something happen from there. But when your three point shooting dries up, I mean that would have gotten them out of it. But then suddenly after. Devo Davis's three pointer with like fifteen something left in the second half. They kind of quelled that huge start that A and M got off to. After that, they didn't make any threes the rest of the game. Um, and so, um, I don't know. It's, it's on a little bit of everybody. And obviously, they're still trying to work the Nick Smith part of this into the equation. Um, and it didn't go as well last night. Yeah. Obviously. You, you know, you're you're down a game as far as being 500 in the league. You, I feel like you got to be at least nine and nine. But I look at the net ranking this morning. You drop one spot from uh, uh, from 20 to 21. You're 21 this morning in the <laughs> net ranking. So I mean, I don't know how much weight that's going to carry in that metric. It's clearly part of the equation with the committee. I got a hard time believing that if Arkansas is somewhere in the 20s when the SEC tournament's over, they're not going to the tournament regardless of their conference record. But um, you know they got to be somewhere around nine and nine, don't they, Tom? I, I have a hard time believing eight and ten gets in. Well, it just depends on what resumes they're up against. Are there hotter teams and, uh, and all that? And I agree with you. If Arkansas is in the twenties at the end of the SEC tournament, how do they keep keep them out? And here's the thing: you still got the road games at Tennessee and Alabama. That's only going to help your mm-hmm. um, your help your net ranking. Win or lose. So, yeah. That, exactly, and so it would have helped if they had gotten a win last night. I don't know. They, the, Arkansas would be a very interesting puzzler for the opposer for the. Um, yeah, I mean, it is the, the, their tight games they've played in their personnel issues. So I don't know. They just need to. They just need to be five hundred, and I think they'll be okay. All right, Florida wins at uh, Ole Miss last night. Uh, they've got some injury issues. They're fifty-one in the net ranking. Is this now a must-win? Being a home game, um, you know, and, and they may get in the top 50, but you need, what is it, top 30 to be a quad one? Is this be a quad two game, I guess? But, um, you know, we get caught up in a lot of that. But how, how paramount is this game considering the conference record and just kind of where things are with five games to go? Well, if I'm Eric Wilson I treat it as we have to win this game, and you might not put that terminology to it, they'll, they'll come up with a theme. But, yeah, it hurts Florida. If Colin Castleman has a broken hand, as reported last night, or broke a bone in his hand, I don't see how he plays. And, and I didn't see the play, so I don't know which hand or anything like that. Uh, so it's a, that's, that's a big um, a good issue for Arkansas that if, if he's not able to play. But, yeah, they've, they've just got to be more on point. It's, it's amazing how they've gone from a road win at Kentucky, which they shot – 72% in the second half and just looked so good and seemed to have everything under control to losing at home to Mississippi State and now A&M. But yet they looked good. Uh, they looked good for large parts of that game last night. So, and, and, you know, I told you guys on Tuesday, I thought that defensive rebounding was going to be huge, and I, and I thought it was. They kept A&M off the board for so much of the game, but yet at crunch time, I know there was a, a putback by um, – Henry Coleman, mm-hmm. and then there was another, uh, off, I think, a number 11 um, got a put back. And, and those were both huge baskets when A&M was struggling to score, um, and so they got them at real key moments in the game. 
Tom, we've got a couple NIT texts this morning. People saying, oh, this team's not going to the NCAA tournament. You got $500 to put on this team making the tournament and going to the NIT. <laughs> Where are you putting it right now with five games left in the regular season? Well, I'm not going to advise anybody on where to put their money. Um, but I, I, I just have a sense that they're going to find a way and they're going to get in the NCAA tournament. Um, but here's the thing. The time frame on Nick Smith coming back and being a, 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 a real player in this is starting to shrink. Yeah. Um, and, and, and they need that. I mean, you could tell last night they needed more minutes from another guard. I mean, Ricky Council had his moments, but – that play where he drove underneath and, and got up in the air and was heading out of bounds and just threw it back, that was a huge play. And he didn't have a, he didn't have a plan at that point. So if that was indicative of where they were offensively down the stretch. And um, they, they need more quality minutes and be able to rest guys like Council and Devo. Tom, we got 45 seconds. On that note, why do you think Graham and Smith didn't play really at all in the second half? Graham got, I think, 27 seconds or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. And and he's he always gives them something offensively. I know you trade off a little bit maybe rebounding uh, or defense, but I don't know. It's it's just a feel and it, it's Eric Musselman, it's a coach's decision. Um Nick Smith's minutes in the first half. I mean, I know there were a couple of turnovers. Um and so uh maybe he just feels like they they weren't in the flow as much, but I think they're at a stage of the season where you 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 got to try it more and and Graham offensively, I I think sometimes outweighs whatever you think the negative parts are because he he can score and and he's he's got an array of moves so not, they got five games to solve this plus the SEC tournament. All right, Tom, good stuff. We'll talk to you Tuesday and wrap up another big weekend of SEC basketball. Will do. Thanks, guys. Right, Tom Murphy, Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Whole Hog Sports, with us here Tuesdays and Thursdays on the Morning Rush. Introducing Your Choice Tuesday at Buffalo Wild Wings. Buy one, get one 50% off on our traditional wings on Tuesdays. Then the best thing about Thursday at Buffalo Wild Wings is buy one, get one free on our boneless wings. Both offers are now available for dining and carryout. Some exclusions apply. Visit your Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Fort Smith, and in Jonesboro. Buffalo Wild Wings. Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic, 
like, just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Walk-on tryouts coming up March the 1st for the Arkansas Ridgeback football program. One day, students on campus, you got a a son that goes to the U of A or have a nephew or a grandson or whatever, you got to be in 12 (laughs) 12 credit hours, have a physical, and uh, it's got to be done by 5 o'clock. I think it's, yeah, registration begins at 2. I think it's 3 to 5 when this sucker gets done. I was thinking about it. Let's go back. I guess you're 47. So what is that? 25-ish years. Yeah. What have, you would have been 22. So let's go back to your senior year. What would you have tried to walk on for? Didn't you play offensive lineman? Left like bench. <laughs> I, I, used to I was be, one of the best scout team nose guards Ramsey Junior High has ever seen. <laughs> I played. I know this might surprise you, but I, played, I actually played left guard and got abused. Yeah. I was going up against... Guys that were twice my size yeah. and twice my weight just got blown up. I felt so bad for our starting quarterback, seventh grade year, Connor Vaughn, because he just got eaten alive every single play. I uh, put linebacker in seventh and eighth grade because I actually was decent at tackling. Wouldn't get anything else, but I just hit people low and they'd go down in middle school. But if I tried to walk on when I was in school, probably try to be a kicker. I could kick. In high school, I could kick 35 to 40-yard field goals decently. Mm-hmm. Not 40, I couldn't kick 45, but 35 to 45, I could be the extra point guy. Maybe yeah. a punter. That's probably the extent. I could. I have a decent arm, too. Play well, quarterback little. What, quarterback. I'm, what, I, uh, what I bring to the table and the lack of athleticism, I make, for, make up for with slowness and, and lack of footage. There speed. you so, go. So uh, probably I'd need to be a lineman. You know, I'd be a, an undersized. Uh, overvalued, not very good, third scout team lineman. That's what I'd probably have to be. I would be Rudy. You could be a you know, I just have to outwork everybody. You'd be a pulling guard, be the guy that clips the <laughs> yeah, other. You need someone uh, a little bit faster than me, probably, uh, for that. You'd be there for the heart. Yep. Dave Van Horn and Take him out at the knee. Yeah, hit him at the knee. As long as they're not engaged with someone else, because we know that is a, what is that, blocking Chop block? <laughs> no, that's not technically a chop block, but I hear what you're saying. Whatever. Yeah. All right. Dave Van Horn announced yesterday that uh, three starting pitchers for this weekend, Hagen Smith getting the start against the Longhorns, Will McIntyre on Saturday, and then Hunter Hall in the transfer from it's not San Jose State, San Jacinto or whatever that place is called. Jacinto, He's, San Jacinto. That sounds right. He's the Sunday starter. I'm excited for this weekend, man. I'm... Uh, I'm not going to watch a lick of it because I'll be in St. Louis, but I'm curious to see how Arkansas ends up. You've, you've said all week, and you're right, this this doesn't indicate how this team's going to end up this year. They well, could they, go 0-3 and still end up in Omaha. Well, you've, you've seen, you know, I think if you go back and you translate or correlate, rather, the results of some of these early season classics and what it means to the result of the season, I don't I don't think there's always the correlation that, hey, you go 2-1 and one or 3-0, and oh, this is a World Series team, and you go 0-3, Go ahead and sack the bats. I, I just, you know, I don't think you should get too high or too low based on what happens this weekend. And yeah, sure, you'd like to beat Texas. Would you rather? Would you rather go one and two and have a win over Texas? Yes. Or go two and one and you you lose the one Friday uh, night. Screw the latter. All first right. one. Take All the right. first one every time. 
Every this is what, time. TCU and Oklahoma State in that order? Yeah. Right? yeah. Though Rock Riggio is uh, up there and one of the most hated opponents in all of sports for this Arkansas fan base. So maybe the Oklahoma State win means more to this fan base than it did prior to the Stillwater Regional. Remember they went down and played one of these in Round Rock, Texas, at the uh, at the, the uh, minor league park there. And it was like cold. The wind was, it's another one in flow sports deals. And wind was bad. At least, at least these, this indoor. We think you go to Texas, you go south, man, the weather's going to be great. Eh, I don't not know. always. Now Chuck said yesterday when, you know, before the show, that it was like 75 in College Station. I mean, it's hit or miss. We think Texas, man, it'd be warm. Well, maybe, maybe not, you know. Yeah, that's going to be a, a fun thing this weekend. I think, if I remember right, DVH is like, yeah, we're never going back here. I, I could be putting words in his mouth, but I'm pretty sure on the Round Rock thing. Yeah, I mean, you can't play outdoors this no, time of year. You can't. Arkansas loses last night in College Station and Reed Arena, a place they have not found success, 62-56. to 56. I know a lot of you have been asking, hey, why didn't Nick play in the second half? Here's Muss on that. We're just trying to win a game and, and keep our season alive. You just feel like he's not ready for a game like this, maybe? Yeah, we're just going to keep trying to work work everybody in. Didn't elaborate on that, even when Bob asked the follow-up question. Again, I don't know. I, you never know what's going Almost on. Almost evasive about it. Even vague, to say the least. Maybe he very, Nick could have had something with his knee. Very well could have happened, but in that case, I don't, I don't know why you don't just close. I, I guess that's well, Nick's prerogative. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. Uh, me neither. Me neither. All right, keeping it going, your hog update. Uh, I sure hope you see him early in the game on Saturday. That'll quell any of that talk. Yeah, that would be nice. But it's a reasonable conclusion to jump to with what we've seen this year. Yep. We talked about, I can't remember, what did Mateo Fernandez de Oliveira win earlier this week? We mentioned it yesterday. It It was a tournament down in Mobile, Alabama. Yeah, he got the share of the SEC Golfer of the Week, another co Award for this Arkansas athletics department seems like more often than not that happened. They just what hate else? Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas. Everybody's hosts against us. Mike Neighbors and company hosting the Vols tonight, six o'clock on the SEC Network. Well, they're fighting uh, to get in the tournament right now, aren't they? Yeah, it'd be a big win for this team. What else is going on? Tennessee team won again. They're pretty much a wagon to start the season. A wagon. Explain that to the old guys. Means they're pretty pretty stinking good. I need right. to. I gotta remember who I'm talking to at times. So I gotta separate how I talk to my friends and then how I talk on these airwaves. You think after nearly five years of doing this, there would be better adjustment on my part? Kind of like would, you didn't you see any adjustments last night at the end of the game, or at least they didn't execute the adjustments. There's I need to differentiate those. I guarantee Eric Musselman was trying to fix things and and it just didn't get fixed at some point. Well, so hey, sometimes you have the best laid plans. I mean, sometimes we come in here with an outstanding game plan for the show, and then then I'll wreck it. I'll start jacking threes over uh, here. Sometimes you know? so, I have a I great... I mean, sometimes, you know, the coaches put together the right battle plan, and then the players don't follow it, you know? I don't think he had a battle plan that included 10 second-half three-point attempts. Yeah. I don't think that's what they designed all week long. Sometimes I have a great pickup line and a beer gets shoved right back in my face. That's just it's part of it. That's going to do it for your hog update. Brought to you by Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888 8 Sparky. All right, I got a, a question. I think this is something that has to be brought to your attention. I finally figured out my pants size. I didn't buy jeans. I had the whoa, same whoa, whoa, whoa. jeans. You finally figured out your pants size. Yeah, jean size. That's probably the better way to say it. I bought a couple new jeans lately. I had, I wore the same pair of jeans from, I think, my freshman, or excuse me, my senior year of high school to now. 
And so when I got impressive. To, I got to and they were really tied at one point after I gained twenty pounds freshman year. <laughs> what and I percentage lost of it. our audience could wear their same jeans from their senior year of high school that's over the age of twenty five? I want to put a very low number on that. About about Arkansas's uh a three-point shooting percentage in the second half. The button was about to pop off, yeah. let me tell you. It but was I've, stressed out. I figured it out. I bought 3630s, and they're too big, and they're too short. I figured so, you wore a, a a longer inseam than a 30. That's yeah. what I wear. So now I wear a thir- I figured out that I wear a 3432. So what do you what do you wear? 3630s. Okay. I would drop about... 15 pounds, well, I have two, and I'm working on that. I get down back into some 34. I have two pair of jeans for you if you want them then. What size are they? 3630s. Bring them. Do you want them? Yeah, bring them. They're the tan ones that I wear to work and then the darker ones. But I, my friends were dogging me the other day. I didn't know what flooding was till I got to what? college. What flooding where you your jeans are too short. Oh. And, uh, so I can give these to you now. But I finally we, figured out my we, jean size. We called 20, them high waters in my High day. waters. Yeah. Got your high waters on. 28 years old. I finally figured out my jean size after not buying new jeans. I really didn't wear jeans for a while, but now I'm happy to know that I have my jean size now. And I, now you have two Such new pairs. Such a difficult thing. Now you have two yeah. new pairs of jeans that you can wear. How about that? Outstanding. I'm a winner again. Will you wear them? If I give them to you, we actually wear them? Yeah. I need some jeans anyway. Okay. Well, you got two free ones coming yeah. your way. Lost a little weight, so they probably fit comfortably. There now. you go. 36 won't be on the stressed end of it. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Clay, there's nothing more on planet Earth that I want to know than what is the current inseam of your jeans and what's it say length there's nothing more i want to know than on this thursday than that question well there's just some things that i don't reveal but uh but that's fine 32 32 38 clay wears a 30 32 in jeans uh that's for my left leg (laughs) (laughs) well i was giving you some credit on the on the waist on that first number so 38 32 and i'm you know, I've been there. I got a little nervous a couple of years ago and, and bought some forties, but I don't. <laughs> I, I, and you know, I got those soft, relaxed ones. Yeah. You know those. Uh, you know they got a little elasticity in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I determined that uh, I didn't need the forties, so I didn't throw them away because I. There's you know, I just got through 
duck, you know, three duck camps, and the mm-hmm. food's pretty good. And then I went to fishing camp five days, and food was pretty good. And uh, TN's got me on a diet now. Yeah, well, this, I walk yeah. in walking. Yeah. Well, this team keeps shooting uh, one of ten in the second half. We're all going to need to get some bigger britches because we're all going to be, you know, eating and depressed on it. So last night, I mean, is it as simple as the, they shot their way out in the second half? What What did you see in this Arkansas A and M game? Yeah, and you know, it's Tom Murphy kind of hit on it a little bit. I thought they got tired in the last last five minutes. Devo. There were about four plays in a row that it came down to him on both ends of the floor. And, of course, he turned his man loose uh, at the end of the first half. They gave up a three on the inbounds plays, and he got screened and looked like just didn't go through those screens very well. I, I didn't think they were great screens. He's just kind of, you know, bouncing off guys in the lane when he, you know, he could have could have kept up with that guy, I thought. Um but there were, you know, he was involved in a lot of the plays, turnovers, and, and situations at the end, and played thirty nine minutes. And um, you know, I, I get it. He's, you know, he's an important piece. But uh, you know, I looked at minutes played, and that, that that's what jumped out at me. And you think, well, you had Nick available. I, I know that. Uh, Aggies kind of jumped on him at the start of the second half. The game was looked like it might get away from them, but then they got the lead. I think there was an opportunity to get Nick out there. Uh, he didn't play well the first go round and you know in the first half, and that that probably impacted Musselman's decision. Heard Tom Hart reference hog stats. I don't have it right in front of me, but Arkansas was thirty nine and zero when holding their opponent to twenty five or fewer points in the first half. I believe I've got that worded right so i mean when you think about all of that and really what happened in the first eight or ten minutes of the game where a&m had what four points in the first seven or yeah, eight minutes stuck on four. Yeah, yeah i mean they were stuck for stuck there for a while that that even takes a little more of uh, uh, uh you know makes it a little more painful in the gut punch yeah when you consider you well, could arkansas have run away was, with it there a little bit yeah arkansas was stuck on eight yeah and then stuck on 11 so it's it's not like they were doing a whole lot. Both teams played really good defense, and it took, you know, some time to kind of figure out what was going on, what might work. But, you know, you talked about the three-point shooter or whatever, but, I mean, look at the free-throw shooting. Devo missed three um, free-throws in crunch time that were, were huge, you know, one-on-one situations. Mm-hmm. And you got you, you got to step up on the road. Your your leader's got to make free throws, and I, I'm not blaming him. The other guys all had plays, and you know there were uh, they just carried on some chances, uh, left their big man alone on the defensive backboard in crunch time. Got got a couple of stick backs. So there, there's opportunities for them to to win at crunch time. And, you know, maybe they just were were, were given out. Now, having said that. They weren't supposed to win this game, guys. You know, you, you don't go on the road and beat uh, the second-place team in, in the league very often. It just doesn't happen. And these, these guys got a chance to win the league. That, that's, that would be a stunner, but they're only one game back of, of Alabama. So I did not think they were going to win the game. I give them a lot of credit for how they played at Baylor and how they played at Texas A&M. And 
they, they, they weren't supposed to win this game. Um, you know, almost uh, were in position to do that, but they, they just they just ran out of gas at the end, in my estimation. Clay, you referenced Alabama. They go into Knoxville, lose their first conference game of the season. Tennessee just shut them down defensively. Now A&M, as you said, is just one game back. What did you make of the Alabama loss last night in Thompson Bowling Arena? As expected, they're, they're the newly crowned number one. They were going to lose. Uh, first of all, Tennessee, you know, as recently as a couple of weeks ago, they were in the top five. Mm-hmm. So there's not a whole lot of difference between Tennessee and, and Alabama. And uh, Tennessee's got a great defensive club. Um, they, they now Alabama was right there at the end. You know, it was a uh, two-point, four-point game, 58-54. Neither team, you know, had any any real answer for the other team's defense. Um, and you know, I, I did not expect Alabama to go undefeated, and this would be a game that you started the season and you looked at the, the power of Tennessee and the power of Alabama, and you said, well, that, there's, there's the one that they'll probably lose, and they did. I thought it was funny. Bruce, for whatever reason, Tommy doesn't believe in his Vols. I told him they were going to beat him in, in Neyland oh, earlier typical, last season. Typical thing. And then I was like, I think they're going to win this week. And they did that sign. They did it defensively in basketball, offensively in football. But, Clay, Bruce sent us a picture of him smoking a cigarette last night. I'm sure there was some smoke inside of Thompson Bowling Arena, just like there is in football after what they did in Neyland Stadium last year. You're talking about Bruce Stanton? Yes. Bruce... Uh to the spools go the victors, and I sent some texts to some of my buddies that are Tennessee guys, including Phil Fulmer. Uh, they they were excited after this game. I mean, they're, they're, how could you not be? You take down number one. There's a you know there's a rivalry, probably more so in in uh, football than it is in basketball. Their rival in basketball is Kentucky, uh, but. Rolling pretty good, and that—that's uh, uh, they deserve the credit. So, what do you make of the SEC standings right now? Bama's still top dog. A and M's chomping at the bit right behind them. Kentucky, or excuse me, Tennessee gets a big win, as does Kentucky. Arkansas right now is tied with Georgia as the tenth place team. Oh. What do you make of where the SEC is right now, basketball, and where Arkansas is in that pack? Well. Arkansas has got some games down the stretch that they, they need to win. I, the team that, that really just kind of confuses you more than any is Kentucky. And the, we just saw Mississippi State, and that they, you know, Mississippi State made a little bit of a run at Kentucky at the end, but, but that's a game that Kentucky went into uh, to the hump and, and really had, had the game under control most of the way. Uh, you know they had they, you know had a had the ball with a chance at the end, but I it didn't even really get a shot up. The Kentucky's, I thought they were going to just slump and slump and just fall right out of the picture, but they're they're in the NCAA tournament picture. It's the the stretch run is what's really important for Arkansas, uh, Kentucky, and then it really got muddied last night when Florida lost their big man. They they could. Have uh, you know had something to say about what goes on in the NCAA tournament? 
I don't think without uh, Castleton. He broke his hand, I guess, right? Right. Or maybe it's the uh, left. I don't but, know if it's the right or the left, but yeah, he broke his hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I would think, you know, Alabama will, will probably roll on through and, and win the championship, but Texas A&M is, they've got a lot of confidence and they've got a lot of offensive weapons, you know, guys that can get to the basket and they can make enough threes and they play really good defense. Uh, great coaching. The, the, and then there's the other teams that just seems like they're up and down that you can't, you, you can't really figure them. And from one, one game to the next, somebody steps up and it's like, well, they're really good, but then they don't play with any consistency. Well, to me, I mean, from, I mean, you, a lot of the other things have to happen, but to me, you got to be at least nine and nine to feel comfortable. And that means win three, your last five, that means beat Florida, means beat Georgia, means beat Kentucky. Uh, and then if you I would win, agree with that, Tommy, I, I just can't see that if you're eight and 10 in this league and you say they're 10th this morning, if you finish outside yep. the top six or seven of the standings, you may have a net ranking of 25 or six or seven, but I don't think that may, it may not be enough play. I mean, I, I just can't see you getting in with a losing record unless there's extenuating circumstances with, with just the, the landscape and those teams that are kind of on the bubble with you. If you're below 500 and you're sitting there on selection Sunday, I'd be really nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I just would. But at 9 and 9, I feel okay because of who you play. 9 and 9 for Arkansas, 9 and 9 with victories over Oklahoma and Cincinnati with the way those two teams are playing. Uh, I, I think that, that, that helps them, those two games especially. Well, and I think what, San Diego State's twenty-one in the polls. I don't know what their net ranking is. Yep, they're they're uh, yep. That didn't hurt. That's a neutral site game, and then the Oklahoma victory. They've really played well. That's a neutral site game. I think those two wins really help them if they're nine and nine. Yeah. So I mean, I to me, you got to win three of your last five. Um, you just can't be the number eight team in your standings yep. and and feel like you're you're there. This is really odd to say. They need to pull for Kentucky all the way to the end mm-hmm. so oh. that that win at Rupp is meaningful. Now, now if, you find, squad one. if you find a way to win one of those two road games at Bama or Tennessee, that I don't even know what they're losing record, what they did, but that, that would be hard to, to gloss over for the committee, even if you were 8-10 and 10 in the league. Might have to win two games at the tournament or something at that point. But Don't, that, don't lose again at home. Don't, yeah. And that that's that's not just said. You can't say that and know that it's going to happen. Got some tough home games left. Well, and you can't lose the Georgia game because of their RPI, which yeah. uh, quad three. Beginning the week, it was terrible. It was one twenty three. I don't know where it's at this mm-hmm. morning, but I mean, you, you just can't lose to somebody outside the top one hundred. You're you're probably out at that point. And you're the, preaching you know, to the choir. The I'm other, right there with you. The <laughs> other game we forget about that's that's. Not you know, and you're you're you got an RPI this morning, or net ranking rather this morning to twenty one, but that Louisville game way back when over in Maui, I mean Louisville's won like three games this year. That, that's still a game that's uh, you know pro, you know I don't say it's going to be the difference in getting the tournament or not, but it's it's something yeah. that's certainly not good on your resume. Just the the mere fact I mean, of playing them. I got you. so you're about to inherit some genes that have been in some places <laughs> that just are not good. Yeah. We know we know those genes have been 
in situations that you don't really want to think about. So we need to call the guys at Bet Sarazen and see what the odds are that you ever wear these jeans. I'm not going to give them to him. He's not going to. Well, you have to swear that you're. Oh, gonna I'm going to wear these, gonna wear these oh, jeans. I mean, you may give them to him, and he thinks it's good intentions. But it, when it push comes to shove, and it's like, and his wife Laura says, "You're not wearing those jeans." I know where they've been. I, I can only imagine where those jeans have been. He's not going to put them on. <laughs> Laura thinks I'm a sweetheart. I'm I'm a good kid. Off these airways. <laughs> are they? Is that what you are think? they complete or do they? Or they got holes punched in the knee. Nah, I wouldn't give those Tommy. He wouldn't wear them. They're, there's a tan <laughs> pair of jeans and dark pair of jeans. It's the ones that have holes in them, those are the expensive ones, right? Yeah, which is stupid. Yeah. I don't understand my generation <laughs> or the generation behind me why they I Thank do that. You. Like, Thank you, Ty. I just bought this $200 Paul, a dollar pair of jeans, and there's just these two gaping holes where the knees are at. And well, you're just like... Ty's, yeah. Ty's like this team on the road. He can't close. Can't I'm, close. I'm not worried about anything nefarious with these jeans, Clay. Yeah, I'm not, not at all. <laughs> I don't think he can start. <laughs> Blacklight him before you wear him. Golly. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's talk about something positive. This baseball team, Clay. DVH announced the starting pitching yesterday. You got Hagen Smith... Friday against the Longhorns, McIntyre on Saturday, Hunter Holland on Sunday. I mean, I know you're going to be invested in this weekend. You're not going to go, but you're going to watch. You, what do you yeah. like about this? So, so, the, so what, what all that tells me is when I look, those are his starters, then Brady Tigard is the closer again. Yeah. And you got, the, it really sets up nice for me. You know, I, I I don't know whether they'll go three and zero, two and one, or zero and three. Doesn't really matter. You know, it's I'll be watching to see how they play defense. They lost their middle infield, and it really when you talk about it, the you know from third base to shortstop to second to first, that probably was the best Arkansas defense in history. Uh, unbelievable in all four positions, and and that helped their pitching so much. I want to see how their how their defense holds up in the infield. That that to me is uh, the biggest question mark for this team. And the you know the starting pitching, I like their pitching. I like I like what they have in the bullpen. They can play defense and they can catch. And you know I, I think they'll score enough runs. But it, that's the key. If they, you don't give good teams extra outs, so I'll be watching. Uh, that defense this weekend. All right. Well, we, we've determined that it'd be okay to go one and two as long as you beat Texas. If you go two and one and you lose to Texas, we're out on that deal. Yeah, I, I hate to say this, but everything you say is I'm with you, Tommy. <laughs> I mean, if you can keep that other guy quiet, we probably can just keep saying yes and keep checking, you know, the yes boxes all the way through. Yeah. So, it's always so, good for public discourse, Clay. You got to have some difference in opinion on yeah. these airwaves, dude. Well, Clay, be careful. Losing you. Yeah, but be careful going. I know you're headed to campus, do some interviews, and uh, I'm, I'm rolling into Fayetteville right now. Yeah, right. I'm going to visit with the new chancellor, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure he is as well. So uh, we'll talk to you. Today. Are you on halftime tomorrow? That is correct. All yeah, right. we're going to do Fridays for a little while. Uh, because uh, Phil's, the way it's laid out, will have some early exits. And so uh, me and Matt will uh, 
you know what? Matt's pretty nice to, to tie. Uh, so the tie bashing, I have to carry it by myself. <laughs> yeah, Matt, Matt likes well, it, it is a burden. It is a burden. You Somehow, Matt Jones likes you, Ty. He's a good guy, man. On and off the lots field. Of patience. <laughs> he's, he's got lots of patience. Oh, he, play, he is a good guy. Clay, be careful. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, thank y'all. All right, Clay Henry on his way to interview the chancellor. Get, give the chancellor's marching orders. Tell him how things should go over there. Chancellor right? Robinson's taller than me, but you think he'd accept a pair of my jeans? Like, <laughs> Would they be high waters on him? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how tall Chancellor Robinson is, but he's never been, been around him, but he, he looks taller than us, yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that. So. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.